Good morning and welcome to the business of. Today's topic is the business of classic cars. Not only will we talk about how special classic cars are, even with their quirks and their challenges, but we will also talk about the connection between classic cars and JTED, as well as the upcoming Tucson Classic Car Show. I'm excited to introduce my special guests who represent different aspects of today's topic. Uh, first up, we have Robert or Bob Schleinger. <laughs> he uh, owns Tucson British Car Service and is the governing board chair for JTED. Say hello, Bob. Yep. Good morning. <laughs> and we have Joni Condit. She is the president and CEO of La Posada Green Valley and is the 2021 Tucson Classic Car Show Chair for the Rotary Club of Tucson. And we'll learn much more about them in just a minute. But before we begin, I'd like to thank a few of our Executive Circle Catalyst members who support Tucson Metro Chamber's mission to champion an environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. Uh, to name a few, Encompass Health, Film Creations, and Finley Distributing. Let's get started by having each of you tell me a little bit about uh, your roles, uh, your companies, and your roles in JTED, for example, Bob, or the Tucson Classic Car Show journey, just so our listeners can learn a little bit more about you. My company is British Car Service. I restore uh, 40 to 70-year-old British sports cars. I got involved with British sports cars when I was probably eight years old. It's an affliction that I haven't been able to shake off. Uh, I've had my shop for 47 years. Wow. And many years ago, we were having problems hiring people. And um, I helped run a local trade group of independent sh uh, automotive shop owners. And everybody had the same problem uh, mm. of not being able to hire qualified people. So we got involved in the automotive shop programs in the high schools many, many years, 10, 15 years prior to JTED being formed. And those programs were quite challenged and uh, they didn't really have the support of people that understood career and technical education. And then the uh, possibility of forming a, a JTED, which is a joint technical education district. It's an overlay district that serves high school students, high school age students, uh, and offers career and technical education courses. Um, the, the possibility of forming one uh, came to us, and uh, that was 2006 that went on the ballot. Uh, passed by a 70% margin, and right. the rest is kind of history. Right. Uh, we formed the district. We started with uh, three people in a borrowed office, mm -hmm. and uh, now we have uh, around 23,000 students enrolled in the programs, and uh, this Friday we're dedicating uh, our brand new building on our the new campus we're building at the Bridges. I cannot wait to see that. Can I please take a rain check to visit because I'll be out of town. And so I'm so disappointed. Yes. And actually, by the time this airs, it will have just happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll get you in on a tour. Uh, but our, our growth has been phenomenal. Uh, it's been such a, a privilege and an honor to be involved in starting a new school district from the ground up. Right. Uh, oddly enough, 
I've done it through my business because so many uh, eccentric people own British sports cars. <laughs> we can that, talk more about that later. <laughs> that uh, I've met all sorts of people that have come together and are key parts of uh, the JTED formation. So I love that. Uh, it's such a great story. And we're definitely going to talk more about that. But I want to give Joni sure, a you chance to pop in and tell us a little bit about herself. Go ahead, Joni. Good morning, Heather. Uh, well, I have the great honor uh, this year of being our 15th year of our Tucson Classics Car Show chair. The interesting thing about this year is it's also our Rotary Club of Tucson centennial year. Uh, oh. So that's a pretty big thing. And uh, we decided about two years ago, anticipating uh, that on Valentine's Day of this year, it was our official date, but we decided we were going to celebrate our centennial all year. And we were going to try to do a couple of things. Um, one was an auction that we had a live and uh, online auction two weeks ago. And uh, we also thought, you know, we're going to just make this car show something really extra special because it's our 15th year. So my job is I'm the conductor. I don't do everything. I've done a lot of things over the last 14 years. But, you know, my job is to make sure that all of the people that are helping in our club to make this be a really great event for our community have everything ready. And, uh, of course, you can't, have a two, you can't have a classics car show without a wonderful classic cars so we have 400 classic cars this year and so they're really wonderful we're excited about them that's fantastic and that is actually something that we all have in common now because this is the first year that i'll be putting my 62 austin healy in the show just for fun <laughs> you figure but that's how i know bob because uh, when i first bought sheila off of eBay <laughs> in Mesa, sight unseen. Uh, uh, Bob and I have gotten to know each other real well. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Poor Sheila, she's had open heart surgery. Oh, yes. <laughs> As one of my friends said, yeah, she's real cute and she is not a cheap date. <laughs> I love her. And, and so back to the classic cars with you, Bob. I mean, there truly is something about classic car owners. So tell us a little bit about what maybe makes those people stand out. Typically, uh, people buy cars that bring them back to their misspent youth. <laughs> and, and everybody wants what they wanted when they were in high school and that's right. kind of that's kind of what drives the market and um, other than me i had a chevy citation so. <laughs> <laughs> well that you know 50 but I'm years grateful that my father bought me the used chevy citation i'm not complaining I'm well, grateful, you know but... <laughs> 50 years from now if one of them survives it'll right. be quite a thing it was roomy i'll say that <laughs> so you know once something's well restored and you get in it and it's just a, a pleasure to drive and you you realize what they were like when they were new and it just mm -hmm. takes just takes you back in time it's they're just time machines of course the nostalgia and right. uh, most of these harken back to a time when you could tell what a car was by looking at it. Right. <laughs> they weren't now all so homogenous. Everything looks oh. the same. Is that a Hyundai or is that a Lexus? Well, <laughs> and, and there are no 
French cars, English cars, German mm-hmm. cars. They're all uh, they're all world cars. Right. And, uh, you know, it j- just eh. yeah. I, <laughs> I have no, no use for modern stuff, but that's what's so intriguing. Uh, and so many people come to the show because uh, you know a lot of people either can't afford it or aren't that interested to to own one but they still love looking at them and uh and it's history it's history exactly. uh, so we're gonna have a what a 20 acre museum out there right. <laughs> for a day you said they're going to be 400 cars is that right yes wow. yes I think Bob's right. The the entire show is kind of a walk down memory lane. <laughs> well, will the Scooby Mobile be there again this year? Um, I don't know if that's one of the four hundred, but we do have <laughs> some amazing cars. Tell we, us, we've got four incredible um, automobiles from the Franklin Museum, which I know Bob knows a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is going to be very cool for the public to see is a nineteen twenty four Packard. Um, it was Mrs. Green Greenway's touring car. And if you know anything about the Packard touring, um, it was purchased new in Tucson and it has never left the city. So Isabella Greenway was the owner of the Arizona Inn. I was going to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she was seen driving around in that car uh, in the 30s and 40s and certainly um you know, the original Rotarians who were in our club in 1921 were probably still alive and, and well when they would see her driving on the streets downtown. So and it has really quite the presence and personality. So it's going to show really well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I haven't Perfect. seen I haven't seen that yet. I'm anxious to see it. When I was involved, there were just Franklin's in the Franklin Museum. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, what else I think people will be excited to see is the Corvette. Yes, the that's 2021. The... Tell us more about that. I've seen it in person. I went to I was a guest at the Tucson Rotary. They had it out front of Westward Look and boy, that was shiny and red and Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us more. We were so fortunate to get this car because last year or over the last year, they only made 2500 of these cars uh chevy did of this car period uh, of any any uh look and Mm -hmm. uh when we talked about this year of doing something special we wanted to have we thought we've never had we've always had a beautifully restored uh corvette corvette's kind of our signature car Mm -hmm. this car show as the raffle car and so we said what if we got a new one they're pretty specific spiffy looking and so rob draper of o'reilly was really great he he gave us a real leg up he contacted chevrolet on our behalf they love the reason we were doing this because all the proceeds from this car show are going to support jted the car itself they kicked us above everybody else and we got this car so it's in a color called their their new red mist it's very beautiful and has a little bit of a ferrari look without you know, saying it's, it's that look, but it kind of gives you that, that sense. And uh, Mike Anderson, who's been, uh, we buy houses, he and his son, Zach and his wife, Susan, they have been our title sponsor for the last eight years and have contributed, you know, $125,000 as sponsors to our club. Wow. Um, Mike has always acquired our cars in the past and if needed a little more money and some work, he did that of his own out of his own pocket. 
And so this year, because he didn't have to buy that car, what he did was he negotiated for the details on the car and what the package was going to look like. So it's going to be quite the fun car for somebody to win. And if they don't want a car, they can always take the $50,000 cash, which is, um, you know, a bigger cash package than we've ever had in the past. Oh, is it? Nice. So very fun. But we're going to have a whole lineup of Corvettes just for, for on display. And one of them I think Bob will probably be interested in is the first one we have is a 1954 Corvette. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And they'll run all the way up to somebody contacted us this week and said they have a just made uh, 2022 Corvette. So <laughs> we're going to see the whole lineup of, of by decade of, of these cars. So pretty fun. Neat. That is awesome. I, I assume Mike's going to bring his. Yes, Mike's going to bring his. And that one thing that we're planning, and hopefully it'll work out, we are going to have a grand marshal this year. And that's going to be our women's basketball coach at the U of A, Adia Bond. Ah. Oh, she's such a cool Neat. person. Yeah, and hopefully she'll be riding in in Mike's, in Mike's Corvette. So that, <laughs> Ooh, that'll be fun for her, I, uh -huh. I think. That's great. Yeah, I met her at our University of Arizona athletics mixer we had a couple months back at Centennial Hall up on the stage. And I talked to her for a bit and she was just so cool. I really liked her a lot. Uh, so now tell me, how did this all come to be with the proceeds going to JTED? I'm not familiar with that collaboration. Could one of you address that? Well, I'll talk about that, and then maybe Bob could fill in all the great, important things about JTED. Sure. Uh, we decided to do, um, you know, we've always supported through the proceeds of our car shows. We've given away to not-for-profit charities in Tucson uh, just slightly under $1.8 million to date since we started wow. this. Um, starting with um, Mike Anderson, the year he was president, uh, he did uh, $10 buys a dream house. And then in 2007, we started doing the car show. And we this is, like I said, our 15th year. So um, this year, we decided that we were going to pick a project that we thought would be really valuable to the community uh, and that last year's proceeds from 2020, and who would know there would be a pandemic, and this and this year's proceeds would be combined to give that project a quarter million dollars. We floated out RFPs to the community and we had, oh, I want to say probably 25 or 30 uh, submissions. But I'll tell you, while several of them were just wonderful, the JTED RFP caught our hearts. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just decided this was something that was really great for the for Tucson, for the Tucson business community and trying to keep our young people in town. And education has always been a big thing for our club. So they were decided to, to be that. And um, I'll let Bob talk a little bit about JTED. Uh, we're, of course, very appreciative of Rotary uh, and their efforts to help us. I believe the target is a half a million dollars. We're building a new campus, and it's at the Bridges. Uh, Born Properties and BFL Construction helped put the deal together for us, and we've got uh, 12 acres reserved out there. And we built Building 1 
from conception to finished, ready for students in around 11 months, which is astounding. It's a 50,000 square foot, two-story building. And uh, then it sat vacant for a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that was kind of a disappointment. But uh, now it's full of students. Uh, we just had our ribbon cutting on the on October the 8th, finally able to dedicate the building. Uh, now that the school's open and full of students, we everybody's fully masked and we're trying to keep everybody healthy, but uh, we're in full swing. Uh, what we're doing at our, this is going to be our central campus, and it's the first building that we have that's really purpose-built. Our other two campuses were existing buildings that we converted to our use, so they're not quite ideal. We have very innovative programs here at the new building. Uh, I'll run down a few of them. Uh, we have a 3D animation program where they do uh, augmented reality uh, things that are just mind-boggling. Right. We have an air, air transportation program where when students graduate, they get an FAA drone pilot license. And they don't just learn how to fly drones. They learn all the software that's involved. They learn geomapping, uh, all the applications for drones. And when they crash them, they have to print on a 3D printer their own replacement parts and fix them themselves. That's such a great <laughs> idea. I love so, that. We're also doing, uh, we also have a flight simulator and we're doing all the groundwork for fixed wing aircraft uh, licensing. Uh, we have a robotics program. We have a culinary program. Uh, we have an indoor hydroponic herb garden where they're going to grow their own herbs for the culinary. We're going to have an outdoor uh, vegetable garden where they're going to uh, touch on ag and grow vegetables. And th those kids will rotate through a, a healthcare nutrition program so that they learn how to cook healthy food. We have cybersecurity. We have a whole bunch of healthcare, uh, mm -hmm. licensed nursing assistant, pharmacy tech, uh, healthcare foundations. And that's, that's a good sampling of what we have going on there. And what we're doing is very, very unique. Uh, nobody else has done this uh, anywhere. Uh, we're only able to teach career and technical education. We don't teach core academics. So what we've done is we've partnered with TUSD so students can go to this school for their whole high school career. There's no band, there's no football, there's no cheerleaders, but there's killer career in tech ed. That's great. And all the programs result in a state license or an industry certification. They'll all have internships before they graduate. And these kids get hired uh, right away. And That's incredibly valuable. Well, and it, and it keeps kids in the in the community, which we thought was really wonderful. Right. We only we only uh, have programs for to feed industries that are in the community. And the other thing is that here you have students coming out of high school, knowing what they want to do, getting a job in their field where they have mentors and people to help them along. And what happens is within a couple of years, they realize to go further in the field, they need more education. So 68% of our kids 
come back uh, to Pima or the U for more education so that they can get further in their field within two years of graduating high school. It's such a smart model. It really is. I hope this takes off in other cities. Yeah. Well, and we don't have time here today. I could <laughs> right. go on for an hour. We could have a part or, two, or, or of two classic but, cars. <laughs> but we've done so many innovative things that in some regards, we lead the country. We definitely lead the state and most of the West. And uh, I'm just so excited about it. And the other thing is that there's no infighting like you have in some school districts and school mm. boards. Mm-hmm. We're all on the same page. We're all friends and everybody's working in the same direction. And that's part of uh, the reason for the success. Right. So <laughs> that, I just love that. That is so brilliant. And what I also like about what's going on with JTED is not only are these programs that you've mentioned where you graduate with a certification or that sort of thing, but it's also a great way where they have the offerings in the individual high schools where you just want to get more experience. Maybe you're considering, let's say, majoring in graphic design, but you don't really know for sure if that's what you want to do. But if you take those classes through JTED, then you're going to get that experience. So whether if you continue with that or not, to already have that hands-on experience, I just think is so valuable. Right. The other, the other thing I'd like to point out is sure. that uh, the programs we own and operate on our campuses, not the ones in the high schools, right. are open to every resident of our district. So if you're homeschool, religious school, private school, or public school, mm-hmm. you can come to our programs. Now, we run three rotations at the new building. So we have the, the school day rotation, which is the TUSD students who are all taking our courses. And then as soon as that lets out, there's another rotation that comes in with kids from schools all around, all around the county and kids from private schools and charter schools and uh, situations where they don't have access to this sort of thing. And then we have an evening rotation. Uh, we're able to pay off this building in short order without going to bond because we're running three rotations a day through it. And that generates the uh, the state funding uh, so that we could do that in addition to TUSD's lease payment. Gotcha. Yeah, I love how you started as an eight-year-old getting into cars. And this has <laughs> led to this stage of your life where you're so passionate about giving these uh, younger people these tools to really build a strong future for themselves. I just think that's brilliant. I just wish I this stuff was around when I was a kid. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I agree. This, yeah. uh, you know, there was serious tracking back in the day. And if you were college bound, you were not allowed to take any of the career and tech ed stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was a major mistake because this career in tech ed is a way to get kids engaged because what they're learning is relevant and, and they apply it immediately in the lab. Exactly. You're not learning math in, in, uh, in theory. You're learning it for a purpose and you go apply it. And that's, that's why it sticks. For sure. And people learn in so many different ways, whether hands-on, visually, what have mm-hmm. you. So it's important to try to tap into all those different avenues to really reach a student. So, so they become passionate about learning as well. So yep. yeah. 
So let's circle back to the classic car show because uh. that is coming up. I've been, I would say three times and I leave there just so excited and just wishing that I was independently wealthy so I could buy one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have mine entered this year. Tell me more about what the judges might be looking for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, first, before I say it, I don't think we said this is on Saturday, October 16th at the Gregory School on Craycroft. Uh, just south of river and, and go uh, ahead and give your url as well so people can yes if somebody wants to buy an online ticket they're selling like mad they're for ten dollars you get in and get a raffle ticket you just go to www.tucsonclassics with an s carshow.com and it'll take you right to the screen you can just buy uh click the button and put in your information and it'll uh, send you uh, an email and you'll have a ticket and your ticket will automatically be entered in the raffle for any one of the six prizes of which the grand prize is the 2021 Corvette. That's uh, the, the way that these cars um, are, they're divided into about thir 31 different classes because there's 400 of them mm -hmm. and car owners are the actual judges. So they can all vote except on their own category oh okay. and so they select the winners and then sponsors of the show which we have many and as i said uh we buy houses is has is our centennial title sponsor the sponsors get to pick their favorite car and then we'll have a grand marshal pick by adia barnes and then there's a judging for best in show uh, the best in show have been phenomenal cars over the years, starting with uh, in 2004 with the 1948 Chevrolet Woody that had a trailer and a canoe that George Larson uh, owns. And some of you who've been over the years would, would recognize what those are. And, and I think most recently uh, for best of show in, in 2019, our last uh, real show was a 1935 Ford model 48 uh, Cabriolet that Michael Neal owns. Last year, we couldn't have the show because of COVID, but we still had a raffle drawing for the Corvette and all the prizes. So, you know, we still were able to generate, well, not as much as we'd hoped to for JTED. We were still able to, to give them a nice big, uh, handsome check. Nice. And uh, so this year we've had our, our auction and we're also having our car show and that collectively will... Uh, hopefully meet meet our goals that we've promised them so come and come and enjoy seeing all the foreign cars and you know we have we have sprites we have a wraith we have Pantera, uh porsche we have jaguars we've got a bunch of uh, ferraris mclarens lamborghinis audis and then half our field is devoted to american muscle cars and i think that goes back to bob's statement everybody sort of harkens back <laughs> to what they had in high school i know my husband had a night my husband drove a 1953 uh chevy pickup truck and i always thought he had a like a, like a uga uga horn on it and i always <laughs> thought he was very sexy <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, you know, i really think we could easily have a part two of this because we have so much more to talk about but we're running out of time so i need to wrap up the show <laughs> Yeah, okay. but I, I hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode of the business of uh, all of us 
at the chamber. Hope that the information shared today helps inspire you to check out the Tucson Classic Car Show and maybe even purchase a classic car for yourself. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good idea. I, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much to today's special guest, Joni Condit and Bob Schlanger. Uh, this episode can also be found on Spotify by searching Tucson Metro Chamber. Uh, please follow Tucson Metro Chamber on all of our social media channels and check out TucsonChamber.org for upcoming events and membership information, of course. I uh, just want to thank our Executive Circle Catalyst members again who helped us to carry out our mission. Uh, some of which are Flores Concepts, Gibson's Office Solutions, and La Paloma Academy. Thanks again, Bob and Joni. You two were so much fun to talk to. Thank you. Heather, bye. Thank bye -bye. you. Take care. Bye-bye.